with you today and uh, to kind of put a bow on this today. I uh, knew the title. I did not know um, what the theme was and how it's going to play out and all that good stuff. And gosh, I was blessed. I really am. Thank you so much, workers. Thank you much, young folk, reminding us what Christmas is all about. And really, sometimes you do have to think outside the box, don't you? You know, you know, it just has to happen that way. In fact, the more we're willing to think outside the box, the bigger and more beautiful Christmas gets. You just heard Dave with Oh Holy Night. It just reminds us how, as we see the cowboys, wise men, yeah. And then you hear a guy play the trumpet beautifully, Oh Holy Night. How somehow it all ties together and comes together. And you know, sometimes people, you know, Christmas is about giving. We think about Jesus Christ being the ultimate gift, but people um, give gifts and they're really like outside the box. Um, have you all ever seen the movie A Christmas Story? Yeah, a lot of you guys have. Well, you know, Ralphie gets this Christmas present and under no circumstances could it be considered in the box. In fact, it's way outside the box. Can we get that picture up real quick? Maybe. Maybe not. The picture of Ralphie in the pink pajamas. <laughs> They're back there having a party. There you go. Y'all remember this from the scene? I mean, poor Ralphie, you know, his aunt sends him this gift, and it's like a full-size bunny outfit, and it's pink like a girl. And I don't want to wear it. His mom made him put it on, and then Dad gracefully allowed him to take it off. And so sometimes we get gifts that are way outside the box, and sometimes it seems that way with God, and you go, God, what are you doing? In fact, some of you might be going, what are you doing wearing that sweater? You know, I, I love it. You know, I'm the only guy in, in the church that gets fashion comments every week. And today, I could not wait to see what people are going to say. I didn't even get in the building before. Oh, uh, uh. I mean, it's just, it was just almost amazing. Well, there's a story and a reason why I wore this today. And the sermon title, well, the sermonette title is better than a sweater. It goes something like this. Um, I have a friend um, who, who had one time cleaned out his closet. And uh, he had like some stuff that he wanted to give away. And so I was on the call list. And um, unfortunately, um, I got there after the other call people. And so it was kind of like slim pickings. However, left on the table was this sweater. And I kind of like, I like wild things. I, I like bright things. It, it keeps you young. It, you know, it keeps you from feeling old. Let's face it, you can't be old and wear this, you know? And so it kind of makes you just feel really, really good. And so I got the sweater and I wore it. And I haven't worn it in a long time. But, but I wore it for a few times and I always got comments about bright sweater for song, blah, blah, blah. Well, well, one day we were out to eat and I had this sweater on. And by the way, the great thing about this sweater, you can put your lunch in your lap. And no one knows it. No one, it just blends in. So anyway, so we're sitting there, and I'm not sure where we were, but it's like a Mecca Red Lobster, at least restaurant, something like that. It wasn't like, you know, McDonald's. And so we were at this kind of nice restaurant, and the waiter comes up, and he goes, um, hey, that's a really nice sweater. And I said, thanks. You know, and he goes, um, is that it? Is that I thought he said Gucci, but it's Coochie. He says, is that a Coochie? I said, Uchi Gucci. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And he goes, I said, check the label. And so he checks the label, and it is a coochie. Now, I know that means nothing to you at all. But it's a real fashionable statement kind of sweater. And very, very expensive. They're made in Australia, okay? And um, all of them look something like this. I think what they do, they all get on drugs, and then they try to weave sweaters. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. But anyway, so this is a really famous thing. So I, and y'all remember Bill Cosby? Well, he, he wore sweaters like this. I'm not, they can't really say he wore a coochie, but he wore sweaters like this. And so, you know, it was cool to know that I had the leftovers and it didn't seem like a really good thing at the time, but it got better as it went. And so I got on the internet this morning and I looked up coochie sweaters. And I found out, Dave, check this out. This is really cool in hip-hop culture. <laughs> you got a hip-hop pastor, <laughs> you know? It's, a, it's really cool in hip-hop culture. And, uh, and, the, and again, a guy was selling one of these sweaters. I mean, it looked a lot like this one, okay? It was, he was trying to sell that sucker for $219. And if my friend is here, you cannot have it back. I'm going to put this puppy on eBay after today, man. Pay for my Christmas that away. But you see, a gift that didn't seem to be so cool, which, again, I liked it in the beginning, got cooler as it went. And that is really exactly what God is all about. You know, James starts out um, in James chapter 1 and verse number 17. And he says, hey, guys, and these are Dwayne Taylor translations. Hey, guys, don't be deceived. And he's talking about don't be deceived about God. Because come on, you all hear the comments. You know, how could a loving God allow that? And how could a loving God do this? And why did God do that? And how do you do this? And, and James says, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be deceived about God. And then he says something about God that... Man, at Christmas, and, and, and with this, what we saw today is just so appropriate. Here's what James says. And James, by the way, i got to tell you, you James, and a lot of you knows who James was because we preached a series on it, but James is the half-brother of Jesus. This is so cool. So, so you know, Jesus was the firstborn. You've got the Father and, and the Virgin Mary, and they have this, you know, the Son, and Joseph physically adopts him, and lives, you know, he's an earthly dad. And then later on, James comes along. Can you imagine growing up with Jesus, the perfect brother? I mean, how radical is that? So, so James just could not buy that his brother was the Son of God, was God. And so, you know, when Jesus dies on the cross and is resurrected and, and James sees him alive, he became a believer. He said, I don't care. I don't care. I watched him grow up. I don't care. But anybody who can die on a Roman cross and three days later come back to life, you've got to believe he's God. You always go with the guy who gets up from the dead. And so James did that. And so, and so James says, he says, speaking about God, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above. How radical is that? See, God gives nothing but good gifts. The, the source of, of God, of course, is good. You know, you've heard it before. God is good. And all the time, and all the time. God is good. And he is. And you know what's so cool is that when he thought about Christmas, I, I, I'm the one who does the, the marquee. If you ever don't like it, it's, call me. But, but I, I came up with a thought based on those signs you see on the interstates, you know, something about, you know, da-da-da-da-da and signs at God. And I put on the, on the marquee this week, you know, Christmas. It was all my idea, God. And it was. It was. The concept and the idea of sinful man... A people who are sinful, needing forgiveness, cost Christmas. Because God became man, flesh, a little, a little baby. He became flesh. He grew up perfectly without ever sinning. And then he had three years where he went on telling the world about God and revealing God to the people. 
And then they got mad at him and nailed him to an old Roman, Roman cross, an old Roman cross. And, and even that was the plan of God because the Bible says that the wages of sin was death. And someone had to die because of sin, and it was Jesus Christ. And he dies on this cross. And all that happened, all that happened because God knew we needed forgiveness. I suppose if we needed to be smarter, God would send a teacher to us. I suppose if he knew we all needed more money, he could have sent a banker. Maybe perhaps, you know, if, if perhaps he thought we need a cooler lifestyle, more gadgets, he would have sent an inventor. But the truth was, God knew that first Christmas day that we didn't need a banker, we didn't need an inventor, a scientist, or an educator. We needed a Savior. And his name is Jesus Christ. And the greatest, and forgive my poor grammar on choice, the greatest and the most goodest gift ever is Jesus Christ. And that's what the kids sang about today. And not about church or religion or I'm better than you or I'll cast a rock because you're not as good as me. It's all about Jesus, a baby that was born, destined to die for my sins and for your sins. And this is really cool because James only says every good gift and there's no greater gift than Jesus but he also says every perfect gift. Have you ever got the perfect gift? It's really cool. You know, you, again, you get some, some presents like Ralphie's pink pajamas and you go, huh? And, and, or, or you get a gift like a crazy sweater and you go, huh? But have you ever got a gift that just really rung your bell? That you went, wow? Did you know when not does God give good gifts? He gives perfect gifts. See, the ant in the Christmas story, a Christmas story, the, the ant got it mixed up. A, she thought Ralphie was a girl. B, she thought that girl was three years old. She just missed it. And she sent pink pajamas to an eight-year-old boy. It wasn't a perfect gift. I'm sure Ralphie gladly would have passed them on to someone else. Have you ever prayed a prayer and God didn't give you what you wanted? Did you ever say, God, I really need this right now? And someone down the road ended up with your answer to your prayer. And you're going, what's up with that? We see, God not only gives good gifts. He gives nothing but perfect gifts. And that perfect gift, the one you pray for, might not be the perfect gift for you right now. It may have been perfect for someone else. And that's why we mustn't be upset when God seems to bless someone else with what you prayed for. And you're going, I don't understand it. It's because God said, it's not the perfect gift for you now, but it's the perfect gift for them now. And to do that, you've got to trust God. That God really is God and that God really gives good gifts like his son, Jesus Christ. But he also gives perfect gifts. And I'm so glad it wasn't religion. And I'm so glad it wasn't church. And I'm so glad it wasn't a big set of rules that you've got to keep for he'll smile at you. I'm so glad as a baby who grew to be a man who loved me enough and you enough to die for our sins. That we could have forgiveness of sin and come into relationship with God. The privilege of calling God Father. Wow. How cool is that? And then one day when it's all over, we spend eternity 
with him in a place called heaven. And that's all possible because of Christmas. The Christmas story is so incredible. And again, I just love the fresh twist we saw today. It's an incredible story that God orchestrated and put together because he's the one who sends good gifts and perfect gifts. And with him, there's no, no shadow of turning. In other words, like a shadow moves, God never changes. He's always the same. God loves you today and he'll love you forever if you're willing to trust his son, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right there. I just want to thank you for coming. I hope you know that I know you, you came to see your grandchild or your nephew or your niece or your son or your daughter. But really what God had in mind today, knowing the perfect gift, was you'd be able to come and hear the gospel story in a really cool, fresh way through our young people. About a baby and about some wise men and shepherds. The story of redemption. It even led me to wear this crazy sweater. So you'd be reminded that every time you get a gift, it may not be perfect then, but it gets better in the end. And so it is with Jesus Christ. He is the perfect gift and just gets better and better and better. We're going to do something a little different today. And um, I'm just going to have, uh, oh, we got a tape to play? Yeah, great. We got a tape to play. And um, I'm going to have you bow your head right there. And I just want you to listen as the video and as the song plays. And uh, I may chat a little bit during that time. But, but here's the deal. I, I can't quit without this. And boy, we're right on time, by the way. Terry, you've always wanted a short sermon. you got one today, baby. Let, let me share this with you. You've got to know this because this is what Christmas is all about. And I, I alluded to it, but I want to make it very clear. First off, the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you look in this room, it's a wonderful crowd today, close to 400 people probably. And you need to understand that everybody has sinned. You're in a great group of sinners. There's not one perfect one in the group. All of us have sinned. And as I alluded to earlier in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that because we sin, the payment for that sin is death. And that's really talking about eternal separation from God. But here it is. The gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we're willing to turn from our sin... And choose to follow Jesus, accept that forgiveness through God's grace, then He'll cause us to be born again. And we come into a relationship with Him and can spend eternity with Him. The gift of God is eternal life. And then the crazy invitation is this Romans 10, uh, 31, 13 says this that whoever calls on the name of the Lord can have forgiveness. You don't care if you're black, white, green, or yellow, rich, or poor, young, or old. If your sin list is mile long or short, He'll forgive you if you ask Him to. And while the video plays, and we're thinking just a little bit, and uh, this is your time. And how, how do I do that, Dwayne? Well, there's been great debate recently about whether you need prayer prayer or not. I don't know, but I know one thing. If I wanted to borrow $5 from, from somebody, from, you know, I don't pick somebody, I'd say, hey, can I borrow $5? Or, hey, can I eat supper at your house tonight? You know, can I have that sweater? <laughs> you ask. Prayer doesn't save you. But you could tell God, God, I know I've sinned. I want you to know I'm really sorry about that. I want to turn from that. And I want to receive Jesus into my life. I want to follow him for the rest of my life. You can do it that way. I'll be down front. If you want to come pray, that's cool. Um, however, we can help you today. That's what we want to do. But I'm down front if I can answer any questions for you. So go ahead and start the video date. And uh, let's just take a few moments and think about what Christmas is all about, about Jesus. Mm -hmm.